This is a podcast from Rover. Well, Groundswell New Zealand is calling for its supporters to boycott Countdown Supermarkets for a fortnight. They say the company is blaming farmers for its emissions. Bryce McKenzie from Groundswell joins us now. G'day, Bryce. How are you? Yeah, g'day, Don. I'm, Don, I'm good, thank you. Uh, I wondered if you'd jump on this one as it came through. I uh, read it out on the program yesterday. A couple of news stories were covering it off, and uh, then I saw that uh, you, you've sort of doubled down on it with this call for a boycott. What was the, the initially got your back up, I guess, with this uh, initiative from Countdown? Well, I mean, it's just the same old, same old. Now everybody has a problem with emissions, and the first thing they do is look at the food producers, Dom. So they line up the food producers and say, right, you've got to do this and you've got to do that. Well, we all know the only way we can do anything is actually by cutting our food production. There's no other way we can cut emissions other than just best practice. So, you know, it's just the same old knocking thing, Dom. Uh, Let's get at the food producers and make them suffer for... Um, in this case, the supermarket problem. Yeah, well, it's interesting. So they've uh, invited all their uh, suppliers to join what they're calling this thesis program, and it basically requires suppliers to measure and report their emissions. You need that as a food producer, like a hole in the head, a bit more paperwork, Bryce. Oh, well, that's just the whole thing. And, you know, it's starting to get farmers and food producers down. They really are starting to feel all the strain coming on them as if it's their fault. And let's see what uh, Countdown's doing. They're, they're not prepared to show us exactly what they're doing to cut their emissions. They just keep blaming us. Yeah, well, this is the thing. So, uh, you know, we're looking here at potentially a uh, some sort of type of virtue signalling here from uh, from another corporate entity, which seems to be the, you know, the norm these days. Yeah, isn't that ever? Uh, that's exactly what's happening. They're all claiming... That look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing. But really, what are they doing? They're just saying, farmers, you've got to do this so that we can look better ourselves. So, you know, we're getting to the point where we've had enough of it and we've got to start hitting back. And there's not much we can do. We can't withhold our supply of food because in this instance, I mean, Countdown can go, just go offshore and get it in Aussie or somewhere else. Although we do notice some Australian people starting to support us too. So obviously they're not very happy either. But yeah, it's just virtual signalling, as you've already said, Dom. Well, they've um, committed to reducing supplier emissions by 19% uh, by 2030. And what they're saying is supplier emissions are making up 98% of Countdown and Woolworths New Zealand's carbon footprint. That was for the, the case for uh, for last year. Uh, which seems to be laying the blame entirely at the feet of uh, of the producer. Yeah, we just don't believe that, Dom. We, we want to see some facts because we can go back to 2019 and they answered some questions to consumer back then. And I think with uh, fuel, electricity and refrigeration, their carbon footprint then was, uh, that was added up to about, 78% of their carbon footprint. So they've made some massive changes in, in the time since then, haven't they? Yeah, well, then they're doing a $400 million rebrand, I think, as well now, which they've come in for criticism in a cost of living crisis. I see people are jumping on board and saying, why would you do this at this time as well? So uh, they're going to be copping it from, uh, from a few angles. Yeah, they most certainly <laughs> are. <laughs> I mean... 
we didn't know when this article came out that they were going to be doing that. So we we just put our press release out and we find out that, hello, they're going to do a $400 million rebrand. So the timing's probably not exactly that good, is it? Yeah, well, this is the problem with these sorts of things, though, because uh, you can see, you know, that there can become a bit of a snowball effect here for these big corporates as well. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you only have to look at a couple of recent international examples to see to see that happen. Um, so they're talking, they've got this sort of scope one, scope two, scope three, and uh, the food suppliers come under uh, scope three by the look of what they've uh, how they've broken it down at least. Um, so, yeah, the first two, direct and indirect emissions generated by business operations and purchased energy, and then scope three, the supply chain. But you'd have to think uh, that in terms of uh, the way that the produce gets to and from uh, the supermarket, that that would have a reasonable footprint, I would have thought. Well, you yeah, most certainly would. Yeah, these scope um, one, two, and three, they're quite interesting, aren't they? Because at times you wonder where the line's actually drawn, what belongs where. Mm. Uh, uh, it seems to be a hang of a uh, mix-up of how you actually are going to calculate emissions. The other thing is, Dom, and I mean this is an important part of it as well, is they're using GWP 100 to actually uh, do their emissions tracking. Now, we all know that using GWP 100 is, is an old method because uh, even the IPCC uh, are using uh, much more uh, up-to-date, recommend much more up-to-date metrics with GWP star, which of course says that methane's um, overestimated by three to four times. Uh, guess, you know, we need to get in the real world at least use the right science if we're going to be doing all this. Now oh, the dreaded GWP 100, crikey I think, who was I mentioning that to the other day uh, Andrew Hoggart actually and uh, yeah I think we were talking about that uh, and a couple of other people as well yeah that seems to be uh, sticking in the craw for a lot of people because that is, that's a fundamental I suppose how you measure something as uh, vast ramifications for any sort of outcome and you can I guess you can you skew it whichever way you want, depending on the metric you use. That's exactly right, Dom, and that's the way things are being done now. It just seems to be that, uh, yeah, pick the metric and we, we'll get the result we want if we use this metric because uh, it's just not in favour of uh, livestock farming if you're using the wrong met- metric. So, look, I'm sort of... Uh had to think about this, Bryce, and I thought, well, okay, here's Groundswell calling for a boycott, and, and we've spoken in the past, and I've sort of raised with you as, as some of the approaches that you take, the right ones, etc. But then it gets to the point where I can see and understand the frustration because it seems that at every turn, where there's something to do with emissions or climate change or food production, that it's the guy at the bottom, the food producer, who basically is the very easy scapegoat in all of this. And I I have to say that I can really feel that that frustration is, uh, is becoming absolutely palpable now. Yeah, look, it certainly is. Um, I just gauge it by the people I talk to. Uh, the food producers and farmers I produce to, uh, uh, sorry, talk to. And boy, oh boy, I tell you what, they're feeling it. They are really feeling it. Um, they've just had enough of everybody pointing the finger at them or telling them how they're going to have to run their businesses. And of course, it started with the government, and now it's getting on to corporates doing it. Well, 
you know, we just can't handle it much more. We're going to have to take a stand. Well, as you say, the government's one thing because what you can do with the government is uh, as if as a society or a group or whatever you want to change, well, you've got the ability every three years in this country to uh, to vote, uh, but you don't have that luxury with uh, with corporates. No, you don't. And, I mean, we we can't hold back our supply. A lot of people are saying just, well, maybe that's what's going to come to. We're going to have to hold back our produce, but... That, that really doesn't work because, as you and I both know, with uh, meat production and that sort of thing, that takes a long time to filter through the system and there's normally great backlogs of it. So it can be a long time before anything's ever felt and then they can just import it anyway. So it's really hard to try and stop um, providing these clients with their product. It just I, We can't see it actually working. So the only other way is to boycott the, the shops. Well, they're calling bullshit on it. Countdown's buck passing, they're calling it. And uh, Monday 24th July to Sunday 7th of August, that is when Groundswell are calling on their supporters to join in boycotting Countdown. Um, Bryce McKenzie, thank you as always for uh, having a chat to us on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Dom.